Hey everybody, happy Friday. Chris Meyer here with you on Camel Call Friday. We got a lot to cover in this half hour, but we will start off with our head football coach, Mike Mincher. A lot to talk about with him. The full football schedule from the fall came out. You can find it on gocamels.com as Campbell goes into a new conference in all sports, but the first schedule from the new CAA conference is out, and it's all about football. We'll talk to head coach Mike Minner as well about landing the second straight number one FCS freshman recruiting class. A lot to talk to with Campbell head football coach Mike Minter. Coach, for the second straight year, you have landed the number one freshman recruiting class mm-hmm. in all of FCS. How'd you do it? <laughs> well, I think one is consistency. We, we figured out the formula last year, right? And, um, and the coaching staff done a great job. See, that now we can understand that it's really just not up to the recruiting coordinator. It's up to all the position coaches. And um, as long as everybody understands the message, and the message would be number one, we know how to go do it, then let's execute the plan again, right? And, um, and that's what happened. So I got to give a lot of credit to all my assistant coaches, every last one of them. Um, you know, in the midst of it, we lost our recruiting coordinator, um, Coach Harris. And, um, and then, you know, uh, Coach Chip had to step in and take over, right? And in the midst of us trying to get the number one class again um, and did a heck of a job, we missed not one beat with it. And um, we were able to close the deal again and become number one again. What is that going to mean to this team on the field mm. in the fall, having back-to-back talented classes, the most talented in the nation? Well, here, here's the thing. A lot of people think that this has been going on for three years. This has only been going on for – this will be the second year. So it's really one year that you've seen the talent on the field, which is last season – and so now we get another group that only comes in in the summer. So I only have a month or two to try to get them integrated. Yes, it's a lot of talent, but they're high school kids. i got to still develop that talent. So are we going to be talented and deep, young? Yes. But we still got to develop that talent, right? And, and I think that's, that's the misconception. Yes, two years in a row, number one recruiting class, but it's high school. And it takes time for high school at this level to be developed, right? And, um, and so that's the process. And, and so I don't want people judging us based off of being number one recruiting class in high school that that should equal wins right away. That ain't how it works. I got to develop the guys. The coaching staff got to develop these guys. And their bodies got to develop to become what the stars say they, all, they were in high school. That's all. So um, it's going to take time. Are we going to be better than last year? Yes. Uh, will we be more talented deeper in our roster? Yes. Um, but that's why you recruit is because after year after year after year, now you put a third year to this, then you start looking different in year three. This is why I always say three years for a process to take its course, right? And this is where we at right now. Coach, when you – contact a high schooler first first contact Mm -hmm. what is your message you're getting to them right out of the Mm -hmm. gate and and how does that attract them to this Mm -hmm. place 
I ask them, do you have greatness? Of course I got greatness, coach. We're good because our job is to unlock it. Come here. Everything we do, all our processes, is to unlock your greatness, young man. So if you feel like you have it, come here and we'll unlock it. So I say, look at the track record. So you don't ask somebody that's from New Jersey what's going on in L.A. You ask somebody from L.A. what's going on in L.A. If you talk about, you know, if you ask somebody, say, um, hey, in New Jersey, what, what, what's the best place to go in L.A.? They do what you got to do, get on Google. They got to look at Google <laughs> or watch a documentary or something about L.A., right? Uh, but if you ask somebody from L.A. What, what, what's going on in L.A., they're able to tell you, stay away from that spot, do this, do that. You cut all the corners. You ain't got to go to Google for that, right? It's the same thing in success. If you learn, if you want to go to the league, you want to go to the National Football League, then you go ask somebody who's been there. You go connect and be a partner with somebody who's been there. Which not only you and your right. long and storied career, but you have filled uh, this office, um, this football building with guys that have played in the NFL. That's what you got to do, right? Because, again, we want people who have been there, been successful. And this, you know, business that we chose to be in, right? And so um, you, you bring in other guys who've done it too. So we probably got five, six dudes in the building outside of myself um, that have been there and done it and done it at a high level. And I'm continuing to bring people in the building like that, okay? And that's the biggest thing right there is that, hey, how long was you? I was in the league eight years. I was in the league six years. I was in the league 10 years, 12 years. See, all these things begin to uh, make a difference in your recruiting because we're not just talking anymore. We've been there and done that. You get guys here mm -hmm. from all over the country. You've always done that. Mm -hmm. This recruiting class was a connection mm -hmm. with, with California. Yeah. Tell me about getting guys from California to come to Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Well, one, it's not a overnight you go to California and you can go get people, right? You got to build relationships. And I think over time, um, Coach Miller had a relationship that he was building, uh, you know, building for a couple years. And then now it's just the, the fruit of it is, you know, two, three years later, we're starting to get kids coming from California, right? So it's, it's not just this year was all about California. No, we've been working California for a minute. And this year is just now you're starting to see the fruit of all that work that, that you put in two, three years ago. Coach, when they do get here, what do they like about the place? Mm -hmm. What do they fall in love with, with, with this program and, and this town? Connection, right? I, I, I don't want to use the word family because that, that's been used so many times in so many ways. And as we know, you can't kick nobody out your family. Right? <laughs> your family is your family. Well, in, in this business, you got to perform to be part of the group, right? So we, we understand that. It's certain things that come with being part of the group. So what they feel is the connection of truth. So if I come and I'm around truth, then I can trust that. And once I trust that, then I can 
say, I want to be part of that, all right? And that's what they feel. They feel the truthness of everybody that interacts with them, from support staff to the assistant coaches. I don't meet with them until the last moment of their trip. So they, don't, they, they haven't even met me. They don't even know I exist at this point, right? Why do I do that? Because I want them to feel the whole organization for two days, and then you meet me at the end, and then you say to me, Coach, I feel you throughout the organization. Now, if you meet me first, then you think everybody's putting on the act. Well, if you meet everybody else and you see what they do, and then you meet me, you like, I get it, <laughs> right? That's that's the whole mm, magic that we have when we um, do our recruiting. Back-to-back -back number one freshman FCS recruiting classes, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, never been done before here or anywhere close. But then this year, you challenged your staff to, on top of that, that you wanted to get the number one transfer class in all of FCS. That's still to be determined. You are on the right track, though. Tell me how you were getting three- and four-star guys that started their career at Power 5 programs. Well, what you got to realize, Chris, is this. Anybody who gets in the portal, really, probably broken in, in some kind of way, right? Especially if you're going from a Power 5 and you're going down into an FCS. So somewhere, some relationship, some, something was broken um, in, in, in that time, right? So, so we understand that. We don't shy away from that. We understand that. And we say, you still got greatness, young man. See, for, for two years, somebody told him he ain't good enough. We tell you, you're still good enough. We're going to help you find it. You just lost it for whatever reason, right? And so we're here to unlock that greatness, bring it back. And then the, the light turn on, the shining light turn on inside of them, right? I'm sitting here, I'm talking to them, and they, they get it. We show them the plan. We show them what we're going to do with you and how you're going to get there. And then, uh, uh, you know, we got two dudes in the hula bowl right now. And, yeah. then, you know, two guys is about to get drafted. So we're just not talking. We haven't done this before. Oh, yeah, I see it. I want to be part of that. Why? They want to be part of truth. Right? So when you connected the truth, Chris, this is how you get kids to come by into your program. Listen, people move people. Not buildings, not location, not logos, people. So when you meet truth in people, it don't matter where it's at, I want to be part of that. Yeah. Coach, just this week the CAA released their schedule, so we're able to see the, the whole picture. And, and you told me this the minute that we went to the CAA. You said literally it's a whole new ball game. You can see it with the fact that, unfortunately, because going from the Big South to the CAA, um, just four home games for this year be the only year we will have that. But of those four home games, three of those teams were in the FCS playoffs. One was one of the first five teams out. Wow. Wow. That's what I say. Wow. Like four home games. Oh, okay, that's great. Yeah, by the way, three of them is playoff teams that, yeah. that was in there last year. Um, it's it's going to be tough. You know, I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And, and, and here's the thing. Yes, we're getting this, this, this talent coming in. Yes, um, two number one recruiting classes, um, um, possibly the number one transfer re um, recruiting um, class at the FCS level, um, 
that don't mean nothing because you're going against some men that's already got that, right? So, so we we trying to catch up, develop at the same time, right? Where you you playing people already done that, they're already there, and so this is going to be tough, man. Um, and and it's hard because you know the public sees number one recruiting class, number one recruiting class, all, all these five stars and and four stars and FBS. And power five people coming to your – come on, coach, you got to win. I'm like, hell, well, we're going through the CAA too, right? So uh, let, let's, you know, yeah. let's be realistic about really what's going on. And so uh, what I try to do is let the people know the truth behind the whole thing. The CAA is real. Yeah. And it's serious. And we got to play eight of them, okay? On top of that, your non-conference, you know, you, you, you playing the – the um, black college football champs who won the Celebration Bowl, who beat Jackson State. Yeah. They they mad because we beat them pretty bad That's last right. year. So NC that, Central. NC Central. Boy, they upset, yeah. right? So you have them, and then you got um, Citadel, who got a new coach. They're going to be different. You know they're always tough. And now you got this new energy with this new coach. So tell me, man, what, what an easy – you know, what are easy games at? Oh, it, it's when you go to North Carolina in November, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's our, that's our easy game, North Carolina <laughs> in November. Uh, and so it's going to be tough, Chris. But, yeah. man, we're we looking forward to it because that's why we wanted to go up to the CAA to challenge ourselves. Um, but our fans and our people out there got you know, to understand, um, you know, what, what, what's reality, okay? So let's not think that these people is going to just walk in, <laughs> okay? Um, kind of give everybody some background about it, right? Mammoth, who was a Big South champion, yeah, okay, consistently, they go into the CAA and win three games. So they three and five in their first year in the CAA, okay? I think they won four games all, all together. Well, shoot, they averaging 19 wins when they in the Big South, right? No doubt. Um, and so, you know, then Hampton, who was a middle-of-the-road Big South team, uh, won one game, okay, in their first year. So, you know, that's, that's what you're looking at. It's, it's going to be tough, um, but, you know, we're looking forward to it. Well, Coach, thank you so much. I know uh, you're excited um, for spring football, and congratulations on the, on the recruiting class. Thank you. Welcome back to the final segment of Camel Call Friday with Evan Budrovich. I'm Chris Haymeyer. The spring semester is here. Believe it or not, the spring sports are here. Winter sports are fully into conference play, and it starts today. Lucky number Friday the 13th, our indoor track and field team. They are at the Clemson Invite wrestling at the Virginia Duels. It's going to be a crazy weekend for wrestling. They go out of conference, but they take on Kent State, Oklahoma, Maryland, South Dakota State and swimming is a winter sport that really plays in all seasons. They have their final home meet. Senior day is going to be this Saturday, 11 a.m. at North Florida. The men are at home at two against Winthrop. The women are on the road. And here's where the spring stuff starts. Women tennis starts on Monday at UNC. The men are later next week at UNC. We are uh, just a little over a month from baseball. We are less than a month from lacrosse. 
and we are less than a month from softball. It is a great time of year. So Saturday morning, the swimming senior day festivities, every girl makes a five-foot poster with decorations and artwork and crayons. And I don't cry a lot at sporting events, but every year I go to that swimming that senior much. day. I tear up because these poor girls, yeah. like they write poems and they high-five each other and they have a tunnel it's of really all the great, girls. Yeah. And, and then Pascal, oh, it's so nice to see you. And he gives you the hugs. and It's a great French accent. The, the, you know, all the parents and the family show up. Like that's a really neat – granted – it takes about an hour or two, so it's not a long event, but go over before basketball. You'll you'll love it. That's just a really neat day for the girls. Uh, dynamite plug there because um, we had um, Zach and Pascal, the two coaches for swimming on the Camel Call live show that you can get the podcast on um, every Tuesday. So that is the podcast before this one on wherever you're getting How this podcast. How many buttons podcast. for Pascal on Monday? Um, he, he was buttoned up, man. He was buttoned up. It was a great thing. Um, our favorite uh, swim coach. Pascal is uh, is fantastic. And oh, by the way, as we had just talked a little bit about it, talked more about recruiting, but a little bit about the schedule with uh, Campbell head coach Mike Minner. By the way, speaking of fall sports, the fall football schedule came out. Now, the good and the bad of it is, okay, there's only four home games, but you have no excuse to not come to all four games. They're all going to be conference games. They're all going to be against really good CAA opponents. Uh, it's going to be awesome next year. All right. I, I wish there were a few more home games, but you can make all four, but, right? But the good news, that August 31st game, and we have pitched over the years the value and the excitement of those Thursday yeah. night openers. This is the Ricky Ray Reunion Bowl 2.0. We played really well up there last year. Ricky Ray, former uh, deputy athletic director that is now uh, high up over there. Along with your buddy Jared Turner, who hired you here at Campbell. He's now on their development side. That's true. But to start this new era, the 10th year of Mike Manor football in CAA, like that's a great yeah. home opener. It's not Bluefield. It's not Little Sisters of the Poor. Like This is no. a real game that it's matters. It's the defending champions on Thursday night, August 31st, Campbell versus William and Mary that was supposed to be a non-conference game you remember we played it last year's non-conference everything changed and the reason why there's just four home games the CAA isn't doing it to us it wasn't a mess up in scheduling and past administrators or anything like that basically you remember Campbell had to switch a bunch of games around they had more games on the schedule but had to jettison them because remember they are going from five conference games to eight conference games, and so uh, they had to really were at the mercy of this. You factor so. in when the North Carolina game is too, yeah. being late in the year, so it's harder to get those early games scheduled because you're on the books for the home-and-home home with Central, the home-and-home home with Citadel, which, of course, last year were here in the creek, and then you have to go there this year. So it, it's not like it's intentional. It's just how the schedule unfolds. Yeah. You play more league games. I, I sort of like this year – how the league opponents kind of remind me of the Big South a little bit in the top half of the schedule at Monmouth, at Hampton. You know, you're playing teams you're familiar with yeah, that's versus true. Elon, which we've played consistently over the last five years. And then you end the year at A&T. So you have a Big South sandwich in the CAA schedule. Yeah, and the, and the away schedule is very reachable for Campbell fans at the Citadel, which is no non-conference. Uh, that's in South Carolina. At Monmouth is in New Jersey. It's pretty up there. I wouldn't drive. At NC Central, just up the road. At Hampton, just up the road. At Richmond, just up the road. At North Carolina, which oh is going gosh. to be awesome on November 4th. And then they end the year at NC A&T. The home games are as 
Evan said, uh, it's a tough schedule. It's a good schedule at home. William and Mary, the defending champs, they won a playoff game after having a bye in the FCS playoffs. Elon had a heck of a year last year, a playoff team on September 23rd. Homecoming is going to be October 21st versus Maine. No one's going to think that Maine is in the CAA. They're football only. Everyone's going to think, holy cow, Maine has a Division I football team. They do and they're usually really, really good. They a little were one bit of a down year last teams year. Teams out, yeah. So they finished six and five last year. Them and Delaware were in that last race to make the playoffs. Delaware gets in, they didn't. But those—that's a very yep. playoff caliber team. And then Delaware at home on November 11th. So three playoff teams of the four games at home and one that should have got in. And then again, the, the CAA is a, is a different level. There are truly no gimmies, and um, it'll be really interesting. And uh, we got the schedule six months ahead of time, which is also great. I like the Richmond road trip. There's a huge Campbell alumni contingency in Richmond. Yeah. And with the Kevin McGeehan ties and, and just sort of the Richmond-Campbell connection, I, I think there's going to be a great attendance for that. Anytime we play in the Virginias, we get good crowds. The road game at the Citadel is always neat. That is such a historic – it doesn't have the same military honors of the Army and the Navy, but – when all those cadets are, are dressed up in their yep. uniforms for the home game, that's really neat atmosphere. Beautiful conference right this downtown. This schedule's great. Yeah, yeah. Credit it's, to uh, the league with yeah. the because the consistent rivals now. Yeah, you play Elon and you play A and T every year, and then you rotate the different regions who you play. So it builds that regionality, kind of builds a rivalry with the school. We've been looking for that. I don't know if it's A and T per se, but I think Elon, either or, could build into a big time. We had the barbecue bowl, but I now agree. it's like, who's our new next five to ten year rival? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we'll see that NCA and T and Elon. They're both so close, and uh, and they'll definitely be rivals. Okay, back to winter sports, uh, and we talked about you know wrestling. They've got a a whole lot going on um, this weekend, but uh, it was so a I was double USC Upstate win. Both the men and the women won big games on Wednesday. Oh my gosh! So we, I was at the women's game, and you were, of course, at the men's game. And with the way the timing starts, they ended exactly the same time, which is both stressful yeah. and exciting. So Brittany Staves, she has a career high in points. Scores an and one. Campbell hangs on to win. We literally turn the, the stream off. I load my phone and watch Campbell pull away late yeah. with her free throws to beat Upstate. 36 free throws, by the way. Job well done to the boys. Yeah, it was uh, incredible, and there's a lot more to it. I mean, if just it's strictly a blowout win to an opponent that was second in the Big South, 3-1 and one going into uh, yesterday and really one of the hottest teams in the conference, but there was more to it. We've talked all year. Campbell's been playing hurt without starter Jesus Carolero, without one of their main transfers who a sharpshooter off the bench, Devin Dunn. Those guys have been on the, on the shelf for over a month. So last night, uh, five minutes into the game, Jay Powell, who is the 6'6", transfer from Jacksonville State. He does a little bit of everything on both sides of the floor. He takes a hard but clean pick. It hits him in the face and the nose. They have to stop nose bleeding. And then he really is – is it, it, it's too much for him to come back. So one of Campbell's other starters out for the game. A minute later, Lorenus Vesteris, who has been coming off the bench at center – who's been sensational. He has gotten his third straight start. He was playing well. He had a foot injury and did not play. So Campbell ended up having the remainder of the game, the remainder 35 minutes of the game, with just two scholarship players who play on the bench. Three scholarship players, period, on the bench, and they're able to turn what was a six-point deficit into a blowout win. Get him as Mokseckis kept a minute in the first half with a career-high 20 points. It was one of those gutty road wins that, you know, either 
get Campbell going on a winning streak or is something you really can reach into when you're in that situation again? And teams of the past would have lost that game. Given the, the, the injuries, you're down to seven players, essentially. I think the Mason Grant dunk changes the equation, right? That's a sports center type moment where he goes over a player yeah. and dunks on him. And yes, one win is, is not as big or as small as it seems. But from a momentum standpoint, Ricky Clemens was fired up on Twitter after the game. Yeah. And when Ricky's talking, you know it's a big deal. So <laughs> this team's locked in. The alumni game's going to be great. It, it does matter, folks. Like, I know the record's not great for Campbell right now. It's 7-10. and 10, But they have not played their best. Yep. They're due for a stretch where they play better basketball. We saw a lot of that in the second half on Wednesday. If that translates, I mean, watch out. Yeah, they haven't been healthy uh, since the first five games of the season. And, you know, you can flip that to the women. The women are doing well record-wise, and they get their best shooter from the outside back soon, we hear, in in Shai Tuli. So that will just make them even better. So Campbell played upstate. Those are the two best defensive teams in the league. The score was exactly what you thought, 51-49. There were elbows thrown, hard screens, big picks. Christabel Azuma blocks four shots a game. She's amazing <laughs> in the paint. Had another 11 rebounds. Shaitulwe's back in practice. Yeah. The timetable is hopefully in the next week. You know, you ramp up the minutes, you get more time. There's no rush to bring her back. It's about the tournament. Yeah. And with how they're playing. I mean, to be five and or four and one in the league now with a winnable game at Winthrop on Saturday, that kind of exceeded expectations for this group. You lose multiple starters. They still don't have a point guard. Luana Saranya ran the point for four years. Yeah. They don't have a true point guard on this team, and they still find a way to win it. That man can coach. Like, Ronnie Fisher can really coach. Man, man, they're, and, the, and the student-athletes are responding. Just awesome. Happy beginning of the semester. Happy beginning of – I think we talked about every sport today. Um, it's awesome, and it just keeps getting more fun from here. By the way, Jerry Haymeyer and I had a blast at the wrestling meet. My dad, for those who aren't yeah, friends J- of the Yeah, Jerry show. and I sat in the front row. Sure. Those Nebraska boys, like, you see the, the Big Ten size. Yeah. And then you see Nebraska wrestlers, and I was talking to Josh Heil about it in the cafeteria this week. And I was like, Josh, you competed at that high level. Those guys are just big. Yeah. And the fact we scored points and won individual matchups with Nebraska, like, that's impressive. Yeah, no doubt. Campbell has never been afraid to wrestle teams, and, and what a – um, a badge of honor and respect is that as, as Campbell had a, a Big Ten team come to wrestle, and they've had an ACC team in that. And again, they are fine-tuning for, as they tell you, it's not about the winning the conference or winning the conference tournament, which they have for four straight years. It's about the NCAA tournament, placing, going there, and getting guys on the medal stand. And that's how you do it, by uh, taking on the best in the nation. Evan, thanks. This was a lot of fun. We're both fired up for a big weekend. Can we do a podcast about the football schedule too? Because that <laughs> I mean, that was you. We were going. We were going really deep into it. We got a lot of time to uh, to talk football. We've never had this much time to yeah. talk about a football yes. schedule. Usually, yes. it's in June, so it's nice to have it in the early months. It is posted at GoCamels.com. Homecoming is the October twenty first game on Maine. Season ticket wait list will be up soon. For Evan, I'm Chris. So long. We'll talk to you next week on Camel Call Friday.